Today we're going to be talking about shipping your sold bags with different carriers. So get ready to learn how to understand your options when selecting a carrier and a method. Welcome back to the Pebbled Leather Podcast, where we love smooth and pebbled leathers. My name is Lisa Goddard, and I can't seem to stop talking about leather bags. Be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Wednesday. The title of today's episode is Shipping Your Sold Bags, and Margot from RoboJunker is going to answer all of our questions. So grab your leather bag and let's get going. Happy podcast day, everyone. It's time for your midweek pick-me-up. Thank you so much for everyone who just reached out to me and told me how excited you were to listen to last week's interview with Danae. Um, For those of you who didn't get a chance to listen, uh, last week I interviewed Danae Hoppy of The Perfect Leather Bag on YouTube. She is a very successful businesswoman at what she does. It's it's really, really so cool. And I cannot believe I got to have her on the podcast. And I know some of you have been asking about the video of that podcast interview. Don't worry, that will be up soon. Uh, she was traveling and I just want to give her some time to, you know, get back, get settled. And then um, you'll be able to see part one on her channel and then part two over on mine. So I am just so excited and I think you'll enjoy um, watching the video if you've already listened to the podcast because the video has some um, behind the scenes discussions um, that we had in between clips. Um, So you might might enjoy seeing that as well. Um, We're almost up to 500 plays. I am so excited. Um, And we have 20 regular listeners that are tuning in from Germany, which is just so cool. Um, and we're having more male listeners now. We have about 30% male listeners and 70% female. So very, very cool stuff. Let's get into our three question quiz. We use the honor system, guys. (laughs) If you get all three points, you have my permission to buy a brand new bag, okay? (laughs) If you get two points, buy it used. If you get one point, wait a bit longer. And if you get zero points, you have to list a bag for sale. (laughs) Okay, question number one. What should the thread be covered with that stitches your bag together? Question number two. You know the word rivet, but what is the name for the second piece of this set? Mm. And number three, if someone compliments your bag by saying it has beautiful burnishing, what part of the bag is he or she speaking of? Mm. Okay, number one, the answer is wax. The thread that is used on your leather bag to stitch it together should be covered in wax. It just makes it a little bit stronger, a lot stronger. So wax is an important ingredient there. (laughs) Number two, uh, the name for the second piece of the set that contains a rivet is a burr. 
Yes, a burr. So it is a rivet and burr together. Um, they will clamp together two pieces of um, leather and it's permanent. So a very, you'll see that hardware all the time, right? In bags. And we talk about rivets, but we forget about the burr. You guys don't forget the burr. That's the second half of it. A rivet is no good if it doesn't have a burr. <laughs> and uh, number three, if you're talking about beautiful burnishing, burnishing is what happens on the edge of the leather. The edge of the leather. <laughs> So my leather confession to you this week is my struggle with storage. <laughs> so my philosophy had been bags should go in dust bags and then be in darkness. That was just kind of what I did. I, I put all my bags in cotton pillowcase dust bags and then I stored them in drawers and I figured darkness is good. Um, I think I thought that because I know that some tanneries will actually store their leather in darkness. So anyway, that was my philosophy. And now people are telling me that cotton pillowcases can actually pull out the oils from the leather hide. And people are telling me that darkness breeds mold. And I'm like, ah, so, so a lot of people are saying you should keep your handbags exposed to the air, let them keep breathing. And I am just struggling with this because this means like a total revamp of how I store my bags if, if I'm going to like switch philosophies here. And I think these, these people bring up some really, really good points. And if I keep them exposed to air, I guess my question would be, you know, do I dust them? Because you don't want to get dust in the pores of your leather hide. So if I dust them, what do I dust them with? How often do I dust them? Do I hang them? Do I need to get special hooks? Should they be on shelves instead of hanging? And if they're on shelves, what should that shelving material be? So that is the struggle I am going through right now. Let me know um, either DM me on Instagram at Lisa Loves Leather or email me at lisalovesleather at gmail.com. If you can share with me, please, I would love to know how you store your bags, what your reason is behind that. If you can send me pictures, that would be helpful because I am having a struggle with storage. <laughs> Today's leather lingo word of the week is temper. Temper is such a great word. I don't know why y'all are not using it. <laughs> it is just such a good word and I'm honestly not hearing anybody use it. So let me tell you what it is. I'll give you the definition and please try to incorporate it into your everyday vocabulary. <laughs> the word is temper. Temper is a term used to describe the feel of leather. Leather can be soft and very pliable, as you know, or it can be really stiff. So temper is the word used when describing the feel. So for example, I might touch a piece of leather and say, this leather has medium temper. Okay, so use the word temper. Temper.
My personal pick this week is Homestead Leather. They have handcrafted beautiful pieces dyed by hand. Um, it's a company that is founded on Christian values. They're just so very, very cool. So check out homesteadleather.com. I just reviewed one of their pieces. I did um, a leather lunch bag review on my channel. If you want to go over to my channel at youtube.com slash Lisa Goddard, you can check it out there. It's so cute. Um, and that is made by homesteadleather.com. Okay, now let's get into the interview with Margot. I'm going to ask her all my questions about shipping. Margot, thank you so much for being on the show again today. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I hope that you can educate me on, I, I feel like I'm just so clueless on the postal system. I mean, I love receiving things and sending things all the time, but I don't know how to be savvy with knowing what mm -hmm. method and the cost. And I know that you have so much. It's, it's real confusing, isn't it? It's it very is, confusing. It is. But I feel like you're the person to ask because you have this Etsy shop. You, you know, you mm -hmm. mail out like your vintage pieces all the time. So I, I just want to pick your brain. Tell me, tell me how it is done. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you need to tell your listeners your story that, yes. you, you know, you emailed me or texted me and said, this happened to you and your husband. So I think you need to start with that because that was the catalyst. Okay. Okay. So Margo, let me just tell you something recently that happened. I'll kind of explain it and maybe you can like set me straight. So I sold this bag on eBay. Okay. And of course, I was given the option to print a label straight from the eBay website, you know, for the USPS, and they advertise it as being, you know, a discounted rate, like I was going to save money. So it wasn't a big bag by any means. So when I looked at the price, it said it was going to be $11 to print a shipping label. And I was like, man, I feel like that's a little high. You know what? I'm not going to print the shipping label. And I'm going to take my chances at the actual post office. So I gave, you know, I boxed it up. Well, actually, it wasn't in a box. It was the type of bag it was. It was okay to be in a um, padded envelope. So I put it in a padded envelope. It was actually like a an Amazon, you know, bag, whatever, padded envelope. I gave it to my husband, sent him to the post office. And it was going to be $16 to mail. But apparently the postal worker said to Michael, well, if you repackage it in our padded envelope, then it's only going to be $9. So he went ahead and did that. So what confuses me is number one, how did it end up being cheaper than what eBay said they would give me, which is confusing because you'd think they'd be the cheapest. And number two, why was it so significant to repackage that item, like it was already in a padded envelope, like a bubble mailer. Why did it have to go into a different one? I guess it was like a priority mail one. I don't know. Can can you shed some light on that confusion for me? <laughs> yeah, I have one question though first. Okay. How much did it weigh? Do you remember? I don't. Um, when it was packed, uh, over a pound or under a pound? You know what? I could I could go get my receipt. Do you want to give me one second? Well, that's up to you. That's up to you. I. Um, I'll just I'll just talk to you as if it could be either or. Okay, please. Okay. I feel like it was maybe okay. two pounds. Two pounds. Okay, that's a good starting point. So, um, 
eBay, okay, a lot of platforms like Etsy and eBay, and I think Poshmark too, have their own little shipping uh, program within them. And I almost always use the eBay shipping, I mean the Etsy shipping. Okay. The reason is because I don't have to retype my address. Mm-hmm. And also, they give me a discount over what the USPS.com website says. Okay. Um, so there's, uh, and then there's also um, third-party companies like Pirate Ship. Oh yeah. And there's there's some other ones. Um, a lot of people use Pirate Ship, so I'll I'll talk about that one. Um, so the UPS site is UPS.com, and they have a program called Click and Ship click and then letter in ship and you can just just go to ups.com and you can there, there's a menu or usps sorry usps.com yeah. uh-huh. there's a menu that comes down and it can ship a package calculate a price not a lot you know on down so you can go to calculate a price and you can get your price okay for the different services okay but a lot of the platforms are cheaper like etsy's platform ebay's platform uh pirate ship they're all um you know a Maybe a dollar, dollar fifty. You know, it, it's a little tiny amount, but <clears throat> if you ship a lot like me, it adds up. Okay. So um, there are several ways to. You have a lot of options. First, can it go first class mail? First class mail's always your cheapest rate, but you can't ship anything over a pound. First class mail. Oh, really? I think I think that's it's either fourteen ounces or sixteen ounces, and it's different depending on the platforms. Like Etsy might let me ship something that's sixteen ounces, where Click and Ship, well, you can't even do first class on Click and Ship, uh, the the postal service one. You have to go to the post office to do first class. Okay. But after you get to a pound, you can't even consider first class. Oh, see, I never knew that. Okay. So under a pound, you you can consider first class. Um. Over a pound, up to 70 pounds, you can do priority mail. Um, And then there's another service they offer called, they've changed it several times. It used to be parcel post, then it was parcel select, and now it's retail ground. Okay, so hold on, parcel post was also called what? It was called parcel select for a little while. And if you look on the... um, on pirate ship, they still call it parcel select. Okay. But if you look on the USPS side site, it's retail ground. Retail. Okay. I'm actually taking notes as you're speaking. Okay. So that's fine. Okay. So just so I get, definitions are so important here. So you're telling me parcel post is the same as parcel select, which is the same as retail ground. Basically. Yeah. Okay. They got rid of all those other. I think I don't know if it's just a name change or what it is, but they're basically all the same. They're okay. they're between first class and priority mail. But if you can ship it priority mail, you can probably ship it retail ground. Okay. Okay. Um, the price difference is not that much, maybe a dollar. So I have like a a package here. I did some of my some of what I shipped last week. I did some sample packaging. So if I had shipped this particular package, which was four pounds by priority mail, it would have been 1554. If I had shipped it retail ground, it was 1170. Hmm. But it takes longer to get there retail ground. Okay. And I wrote down, I have on here, um, how it's two to eight business days in general for retail ground. Okay. And priority mail is one to three business days. Uh-huh. 
First class is also one to three business days. So you, you're getting a slower service, but you're paying a little bit less. A lot of my Etsy customers, I just go ahead and send it priority mail because I want to give the, I want it, they want it fast. Yeah. You right. Know, I'm, I'm sure. And I, I want to give that service to them. Yeah. You're right. When I buy online, I'm hoping it's priority mail. And when I ship, I also do priority mail. Um, okay. So, okay. All right. So that's the, that's the three main. Now they also have priority mail express. Um, that's very much more expensive. Uh-huh. Um, let me give you an example. A let's do a one and a half pound package. Okay. Priority mail express would be 54, almost $54, 5330 as opposed to just regular priority mail, which is about $15. Mm. So you pay quite a bit more to get it there in, I think it's one day. Mm-hmm. It, it might be two days. It, they'll tell you what the transit time will be. Okay. Um, so a two point, a two, let's say a two and a half pound package, like what you shipped, almost $61. To do it to express. Ship it express. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I show here almost, I'm rounding up to the nearest, you know, um, dollar. Mm-hmm. So $18 to ship it priority mail. If you ship it in your own box. This is the, this is oh. the if. Okay. okay. So, you know that Priority Mail also has flat rate packaging. So, they have the flat rate envelope. this is where it gets confusing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes. Now, if you're shipping first class, you have to use your own box or or envelope. You must use your own. You have to use your own box or envelope. If you're shipping Priority Mail, you can use their box or you can use your box, their envelope or your envelope. And you have to, that's where it, it pays to compare but if you're shipping something that's small but dense, so let's say you're, you're shipping over a pound, so a two-pound bag or purse, and it will fit into either a padded priority mail envelope or the cardboard priority mail envelope, put it in one of these because it will cost, okay, let's just do a, let's do a 2.5-pound package. So priority mail, about $18. That's what you were quoted, right? At the post office. Yeah, um, yeah, it was like 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your own envelope. So then if you were to do that retail ground, that would have been about $14. And then you go to a flat rate envelope, the cardboard one, $9. And the legal one, $9.25. And it's all about the, how much size What was size the last one you just said, the second one? Oh, I said legal. I meant padded. Okay, uh-huh. so legal would be legal size cardboard, $9.25. Padded nine sixty five. Interesting. So it's just it's just a few cents different between the cardboard and the padded envelope. Padded envelope gives you a little more flexibility because it's it's plastic and you can right. get things shove things inside of it. Um, this one is a little more uh, rigid and it right. can be torn. So probably with the bag, you're best to go with with the um, padded plastic if it'll fit. And most of the time, I and use. And I want to talk about boxes because 99% of the time I am using boxes. But but let me just go back for a second. So I heard what you said, but do we have a reason why a padded envelope that I have supplied would be $16 in this case versus a padded envelope that they have supplied would be $9? Like what's the... I don't know their, okay. their logic, but they want you to use their products. They uh-huh. want you to use their envelopes. And what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking, where does this save them money? 
And first of all, it's a selling point for them. If it fits, it ships. You know, that's what they say. So you don't have to worry about what's this going to cost. It weighs more. So what's it going to cost? You know already what it's going to cost because it fit in the bag. The second thing, it's all about size. Your padded envelope might have been very large or very small, but they're different sizes. These are all the same size. Think of the machines. They love things that are the same size going through. So it could be that it's quicker to process their size. Okay. And um, so they want you, they want you to use their flat rate box. They're looking for consistency. Probably, but probably it's also a selling point um, because they, you, they know it's easier for you to just know how much it's going to cost to ship it. Okay. So then did I hear you say that weight does not matter? Not in those, not in those, not in their flat rate packaging, whether it be an envelope or box, weight is not an issue up to 70 pounds. Okay. And we're talking about priority mail still, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So priority mail then has two components. It has the flat rate component. And then what's the other component called? It's just based on your size box, weight and dimensions. You have to key in your weight and your dimensions. Okay. Hmm. And I'm going to talk about flat rate boxes in a minute because in general, they're a ripoff. Oh my gosh. I'm so Okay, and and bear with me cuz cuz this is really it I struggle to understand. And and I just want you to know too, it's not like a new thing. For years I have been selling on eBay and for years I have been trying to figure out the postal system, how it's calculated. And and I'm I'm confused and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I I think I'm a well-educated fairly intelligent person like why am i having trouble with this (laughs) well unless you deal with it every day and in in the job that i had when when we had our business um i did the shipping i did the boxing and and figuring up the um you know the the how to ship it Mm -hmm. and so i have 20 plus years of experience shipping packages with ups and the postal service so and even i find out new stuff every once in a while wow and i'm going I never knew that. And, you know, I've been doing it for a long, long time. So um, let me look at your list. You know what I wish exists, and I don't know if it does, and maybe I should look for it. I wish there was a flow chart that you could start at square one, and it asks you a question, and you answer yes or no, and you follow the little diagram, you know what I mean, so that you can figure out what you're supposed to do based on... Well, you know, um, I got on pirate ship and I had never done, this is a good example of me learning something new. I had never signed up for pirate ship until you mentioned it, Okay. that you had heard a lot of um, bag sellers use pirate ship. Yeah. And so I said, well, I'm going to poke around on there. And when I, when I signed up as free, there's no charges. I, I you key in your bag, weight and measures, and then it pops up all the different options. And you can compare right there on one screen which one of these is best. Really? And so, like, the USPS will be one of the examples. Right. And then UPS is on there. I don't know if FedEx is on there. I can't remember. But it's all the different UPS service, USPS services, including really? first class. Really? It's on there. Retail ground is on there. You don't have to hunt for it. It's all there. <gasps> so if you just want oh. to, to, to look at that just to see which is cheaper, that's a pretty good... Um, Okay. Indicator there on pirate ship. Okay, I like that. And if you don't, I mean, if you're not going to ship on um, the eBay or Etsy or uh, Poshmark platform, mm-hmm. I would say pirate ship is the way to go because I did the comparison mm-hmm. by um, the rates eBay. E- I get so mixed up. The rates <laughs> Etsy was charging me, uh-huh. uh, and the rates pirate ship was going to charge me, mm-hmm. and they're the same. 
They were the same. There was no difference. Okay. But there is a difference if you go to USPS Click and Ship. They're charging you more. And if you go to the post office, they may be even more or less because they get real nitpicky about the ounces. I mean, I am too, but every every scale is different. So it might be an ounce or two different there. Do you you think it's pretty essential for our listeners who, you know, ship out bags on a regular basis that they should invest in a postal scale? Yeah, I have a little one. They're not expensive. I got mine off Amazon. Oh, my video stopped. Why did my video stop recording? Oh. Um. I get my postal scale on Amazon, and if you're watching the video, I'll put it in. I'll put a link. Okay. But it's it's not an expensive one, and it's digital, so it's really easy to use. Okay. And this and this video is on your channel, Robo Junker. Hopefully, if, on if YouTube. my video recorded like it was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the postal scale is that like a pretty much? Do you use that every single time? Because okay. it, get, it gets down to the ounces. Okay. And that's that's real important um, okay. with packages. That's a piece yeah. that is missing for me. So um, I've yeah. never used that. So that could be why I get confused, too, is I don't know it could be. what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I mean, ounces are very, very important when shipping. Um, like I said, 14 ounces versus a pound. That's two ounces difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've been known, and and another thing I've sort of learned is if I ship a two-pound package, if it goes over two pounds, the price jumps. And if I'm at two pounds, two ounces, I will reopen the package and reshuffle my packing material to get it down to two pounds even. You'll take some out. Yeah, I'll Mm -hmm. take some packing material out. I've even been known, you know those little flaps that are on boxes? Yeah. So there's the two inner flaps, and then you go, I'll cut off parts of those inner flaps. To reduce by two ounces. Oh, that's smart. And, so, then, and if, then are you saving like two bucks, do you think? Or I wonder how much yeah, they save. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I won't do it unless I'm saving a few dollars. Wow. But something yeah. as small as that makes a difference. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I found that the price jumps between, uh, if you go over two pounds, the price jumps. Okay. Margot, tell me, can you tell me what the difference is between a parcel and a package? What's a parcel? You ask me that question, and I don't. There's not one. <laughs> there's not one. You mean there's... It's, it's, now, they may ask you that question, and that may be because they're trying to decide whether they want to do this retail ground service or not. Okay. okay. So, so you're saying a parcel is a package? I wouldn't say so. I've never heard any kind of distinction between the two. Okay. And that means a box? Yeah. Or an envelope or anything oh okay anything you're gonna mail except for I don't maybe know. a letter in an envelope that then would not a letter be a is a letter yeah okay um and that always goes first class always has to well, no you can put it in a in a priority mail envelope and mail it priority mail okay or any other service you could put it in a box and mail it you know in a box but <laughs> uh, it's just you know your normal letter with a stamp on it um it's just a, it's just a letter, first class letter, okay. one stamp. Okay. Oh man, but don't... you mean they can, you, if it gets if it gets multiple pages in there and stuff, you know, you might have to put some more stamps on it. But you know, that's all you can go on um, USPS and calculate all that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't get me started on stamps too. That was confusing too when the forever stamps came out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember telling my parents, I was like, "Don't buy the forever stamps," and they were like, "Why?" I forget my reasoning, but I. 
I felt that, um, oh, I can't even remember. So I won't even say because yeah. I was embarrassed I buy, myself. I buy the forever stands because I get a whole roll at a time. Okay. And it might go it might go past the end of the year. Uh, I think January 20 is when they raise the rates. Okay. And so, you know, I, I'm getting a whole roll. So right now, I'm the roll I'm working on is last year's rates. So... So you might as well, yeah. yeah. I might be, I might be using those all year long. Yeah, okay. Save a few pennies. Okay. Yeah. What about? Um, I'll just continue with my questions, unless you wanted to comment on anything else. Um, is there a formula to calculate? Well, I guess you'll tell me to probably use a website like Pirate Ship. I guess I just want to know: Is it based on weight, size, distance, and type of packaging? Because I remember one time I heard. I spoke briefly to a worker at the post office who said something about like, oh, if this crosses the Mississippi River, then shipping is going to be higher. Like that, that one geographic thing was going to change rates. Have you ever heard that? Well, I don't know about the Mississippi River thing. I'm okay. in Texas. You're not. You're mm -hmm. more northern. Yeah. Um, I find that if I ship any to any, well, okay, California is just horribly expensive and almost everything I sell is to California. Really? And so sometimes I'm like, Ugh. you know, if I was shipping that straight up the country, uh -huh. you know, Oklahoma and on up, I would pay a little less. If I'm going to Colorado, I'm going to pay less than if I go to California. If I'm shipping it to you or to up to New York or heaven forbid, Maine. I mean, it's all about distance. It's all about how far that package is traveling. That's, all the time? Is it? Is it? Is there ever a shipping a program with the postal surface um that is not about distance no uh, probably your flat rate boxes and your flat rate envelopes oh, but if okay. you're shipping in your own box priority mail um it's going to change based on where it's going okay so if i ship i love it when i ship to oklahoma or louisiana or new mexico because they all touch texas and i know it's going to be cheap shipping okay but if you if it, you know if i get out further every circle as i get out further it's it's um, more expensive. So we really need to compare um, the, f like, let's just focus on priority because I, I think that's pretty much where we want to be. But you have to really look at what's the flat rate versus what's the rate going to be calculated on distance and size and all that, right? You have to key in your information, what your zip code is, where it's going, okay. and the weights and measures of the bag, and then let the computer program, whichever you're using, tell you what that rate is okay. because um they used to have books everything was in zones and you would say oh this is going to zone five and there was a map with all these different zones there's like five different zones almost like when you plant plants you're in a different zone uh -huh. um so uh you know if i was shipping to zone four it would be this price if i was shipping to zone six it would be this price and that was all in a book now okay. it's all on computer okay. and there may be more variables okay. i don't know i see i see okay all right. And then, of course, media mail is the one to stay away from, right? <laughs> well, media mail is only for media. Books, um, videos, discs, um, CDs, things like that. But you cannot have your business card in there. You cannot have a note of thanks. You can't have anything in there other than the media. Really? No advertising, no nothing. Yeah. And that is just for the pursuit of education. That's because we value so much education. Like, as a society, I, we value education. Is that why? Well, it was, um, it's a very old thing that's been around forever. I think they call it third or fourth class mail. I'm not sure what, what it is, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's been around. I remember using it back 
in the 80s in one of my first jobs. And it was like news to me. What's this media mail thing? But, um, you know, I think they just wanted people to be able to send books, you know, mail books to your friends uh-huh. to share. Or um, and then that went on to other media like we have now, digital okay. media. But they've kept the service probably because if they got rid of it, people would scream. Wow. Um, but there are some regulations. But the thing is, you know, if you put your business card in there and think, you know, are they going to know? Right. No, probably not. But at the same time, that's not what it's designed for. And I'm a real stickler for rules. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I try and I sell very few books. But if I do sell a book and I ship it media mail, I will a lot of times thank the person online and not put anything else in the box. Weird. I wonder why they wouldn't allow a simple thing. Well, they you. don't want you sending. They want you sending your letters first class mail. If you have a letter with a book, oh, you're sending a letter. You're communicating. Not a book. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Do you know that I got burned by media mail because as you know, I homeschool. And so Mm -hmm. there was a couple times where, you know, it was mid August and I was two weeks away from starting school and I was purchasing textbooks and different things. And I found out the hard way that I had to wait a month for that stuff to get to me. It's slow. Yeah. It's very slow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was real shocking and kind of disappointing. Um, Yeah. So... That's that's the downside to that. That's why they call it a third class meal. Okay. Wow. It's slow. I wonder if if like, you know, if I can request not that the seller not use media mail. A lot of times you, you can't probably can, but you'll have to pay for it. But have to pay for it. Okay. Because okay. they've priced it they've priced their item based on media mail. And if you buy a book and you want it right away, you need to ask them if they'll ship it a different way and then offer to pay the difference. I see. Okay. Okay. And then let's talk about um, tracking. Is that available on all services or some services? I feel like it's. I actually have the answer to this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first class mail. Is it? You can get delivery confirmation. Uh, you can do certified mail. Um, I know when I ship first class on my Etsy platform, I get a tracking number. If you put a stamp on a letter, you're not going to get a tracking number. You know, nobody okay. can track their letters. Okay. But if you have a package that you've shipped on a platform, there's most likely going to be a tracking number with that. And, you know, you print your little postal service label uh-huh. and you see the barcode on there. If it's got a barcode on the label, it's got tracking. Okay. And, and so you're telling me that first class can have tracking? Yes. Okay. It can. It can. Okay. Um, priority mail, Yes. Um, retail ground. Let's see. What do they say? Let me just go back for one second. Priority mail, I think, is always tracking, right? I think you don't even have a choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they're 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 scanning everything. And mm-hmm. um, I know when I ship retail ground uh, through Etsy, I get a tracking number. I I don't know if you go to the post office to ship it. If you get one, you may have to request it. I'm not. I'm not certain. A lot of these services you cannot do on the USPS click and ship website. They really want you to do priority mail. And so that's what they let you do on priority mail. It'll stay service unavailable and stuff like that. But if you're using a platform from Etsy or eBay or uh, pirate ship, then they will most likely come with tracking. Okay. It's, and part, when of, it's part of that. And when you say service unavailable, when you saw service unavailable on the USPS website, that just means they're not offering it on the website, but in the... Yeah, you have, in, to, go. Yeah, okay. you have to go down to the post office. Then you could to use do it. it. 
Okay. Because they really want you shipping priority mail. They want you shipping everything priority mail. Okay. I'm fine with they that. Make most of their money on just mail. like make it simple for me. <laughs> well, I've seen, I've seen, and you know, I used to go to the post office a lot before I did online shipping and I would see the post office upselling people on things, you know, the, they would say, I need to ship this. And it's something that I'm saying that I could go first class. And they're saying, okay, go over there, get one of those envelopes. We'll put it in that and ship really? it. Really? And they they mm, were upselling. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I would fall into that. I'd totally fall prey to that. With your knowledge, you, you caught on to the fact like, Ooh, that was an upset, you know, but Okay, let's now. Here's here's another little known fact. Okay, and this is all from what happened on nine eleven. You cannot put a package. Let's say you have a package, a box, and you have enough stamps to, to pay for the postage, but that package is over a certain weight, and I'm not sure what it is. It's like thirteen ounces or fourteen ounces, and you put that in your mailbox with enough postage on it. The post office cannot take it. Or you put it in a blue box, you know, blue mailbox. That's considered anonymous mail. And you have to ship anonymous mail from the post office because they want a visual record of who you are because you could ship something bad in the mail, like the anthrax stuff, you know? Oh. Okay. So if it's the, above a certain size or above a certain weight, you have to have a trackable label on it so they know who you are, oh. who shipped this. And that's been something that's been around for years. That's why, you know, now when you go to the, the blue boxes, yeah, you used to be able to put packages in there. And now they've got that little slot on the front and you can only put envelopes or really small packages in there. Oh. In those yeah. blue boxes, yeah, that's yeah. because they want to they want to regulate what people are mailing anonymously. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah. really does make sense. But here's a little sense. trick: some of those blue boxes, if you go to the back side of them, yeah, there's a door. There's a door that's equal to what they used to have, and you can put bigger boxes in there. Really, and you can access and it goes, that door. Yeah, it's just it's just a door. Most people don't know it's there. And on some of the newer mailboxes, it's not there. But one of the ones I go to, there is the back door, and I can put some packages, not huge, but just some, like, um, something thin, you know, maybe if I was selling a record album and it yeah. was in a record album box. Right. I could fit that in there where it wouldn't fit in through the front. And and you would so, do that? You would feel confident enough that your item will go, that it's not considered anonymous and... Well, all of mine have the barcodes on them anyway. Okay. okay. It's just a matter of being able to put it in a blue box instead of going all the way to the post office. Okay. Wow. Wow. So some, some mailboxes still have that, but it goes into the same compartment. They both feed into the bottom of that blue box mm -hmm. and then the mailman can get it out. Fascinating. I have a trivia question for you that I just thought of. Um, what are the green mailboxes that you see? They, they're shaped like the blue ones, kind of. Hmm. But they're around town and they're green. They're like army green. Have, have you ever? I don't have any of those. Oh, are those from military? No, not for the military. No. Um, I've never seen one. I don't have them in my town. You live in a bigger area. Oh, interesting. So what are they? Okay. And I shouldn't pretend like I know. Maybe it is, but I don't think it's military. I Googled it one time and it is a, um, it's like a temporary holding spot for 
postal clerks to use. So like if they're out oh. on a if they're out on a you know a trip gathering mail or whatever and they have too much and they need to like deposit it somewhere. Offload. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Only only they have access to the to the green ones. Um, because I've seen those green mailboxes around and they're kind of like unmarked, but you know that it's a postal thing. And I always thought, can I mail and if I'm not mistaken, they might even have I can't remember if there's a drop anyway, I, I, I forget. There might be a drop um, that you could slide something in, but. So um, that's what they're used. That makes sense because, yeah. you know, in a big town, they might end up with a lot of mail they need to offload or yes. get it, maybe get it to the post office faster than when they're going to go. They'll be done it with, with their route. That's right. And somebody else comes by and picks those up that's and gets them there. Yes. Gets them there faster. I believe that's how those work. Yeah. yeah. But funny that you've never seen them ever. No, I've never seen one. How about that? Okay. Maybe if I still lived in Dallas, I would, but not out here. <laughs> okay. And let's also now talk about insurance because I feel mm. that's really important. I know that priority, I think, at least in my experience, often comes with $50 insurance. But a lot of times the bags that I'm mailing out are more than $50. So I need to upgrade insurance. Sometimes I want to upgrade to 100. Sometimes I want to upgrade to 200. Sometimes it's 250. You know, so the other day I actually sent my husband into the post office with a little um, note card. You know, like when he left the house, I was like, hey, could you just, and I said, could you just help me to learn, you know, if I upgrade in, in $50 increments, I wanted to know how the insurance would change. And he brought back um, a post-it that explained that. And I feel like it might've been like, maybe three, $2 for an increase. But of course, maybe that pertained only to that particular size box and that particular, I, I guess it was priority mail, but what can you tell me about insurance? Do you know much on that? So insurance is um, usually whatever platform you're, if you're doing it online, if you're shipping online, whatever platform will give you the option to add insurance and it'll say $50 included. And then you put in your, what you want your insurance value to be. And it, I just let it calculate it. Okay. And it does add, a few dollars to the to the postage price okay mm -hmm. um if you're shipping an expensive bag it's it's worth it i a lot of people are really really down on the post office i mean they like have had bad experiences i ship a lot i ship multiple packages every day and i have for 20 years wow i've had i have maybe one a year that i have an issue with oh that's great through the post office and it's not just me i'm not lucky I think they do a pretty good job for yeah. the amount of mail that they process. Yeah. And but if you are shipping something like a bag, then you want to insure it so that you're protected and your it, it protects you if you're shipping to somebody who's unscrupulous. They may say, "Oh, the bag got wet. Oh, the bag got damaged." Now you're you're placing a claim, or they're placing a claim, and I know that that's your next question. Um, the post office might want to inspect that item. And you want that because they could be lying. Right. And uh, especially if, you know, one of the first things I do is if someone says something was damaged, I ask for a picture. Yeah, that's And smart. then I'll then I'll start the process. And the post office is going to possibly ask for the item or to look at the item. So they need to keep it and keep all the packaging and everything like that. So um, well, what if it, the person... It does I'm sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What if the person is not cooperative and they discard all the evidence like that? And then you well, have- Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully the person is contacting you fairly quickly. 
Okay. But I have had people wait, and this is not on bags, but other items. I recently had one wait a full, more than 30 days Hmm. from when I shipped it. And um, you have up to 60 days to file a claim. I did look that up and you do have up to 60 days. This is through the post office. Okay. Um, if I, the first thing I do is I tell people, don't throw the packaging away. Don't throw the item away. Don't send it back. Just hold on to it. The post office might want to look at it. I've had, never had any problem. People will, will do that. How, how do they know when to then discard it? What's the... When it's, when it's paid for. Okay. And how yeah, long... When, when the, um, go ahead. Uh, it can take a month or more. Um, and if, if the item is truly damaged, and I know this item was man, you know, manhandled, it is damaged beyond repair, I don't need it back, I go ahead and refund the customer and wait for my claim to come in because I know the post office will pay it. But if it's iffy, I might wait to refund them until I'm paid. It, it just, it's, a, it's, a, it's per circumstance. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't have it happen very often at all. And is it always the the seller, the seller and the shipper who has to make that claim, the insurance claim? It can be either one with post office. Oh, really? And I, I thought it had to be the shipper. And so I looked it up um, because UPS, it is the shipper who has to do it. Okay. But through the post office, either one can do it. Really? Um, and that instance I had recently where the person waited 30 days, the item wasn't broken, but it was bent. It was a metal item. It was a little bit bent. I put all the onus on her. I first asked her to send me a picture. She didn't do it. She just sent me a description. Um, I didn't follow it up. I didn't say, what do you want to do? I didn't say, send it back to me. I didn't say anything. If she wants more information and wants to file a claim, she can. Uh, She didn't think it was damaged by the post office. Because she waited so long to contact me, I'm suspicious. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really just leaving the onus on her. You know, I may get a note from her next week that says, I want a refund for this. And then I have to decide, do I want her to send it back to me? I probably do in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, but it, because it was a high dollar item and I could, I could sell it again. It, it's not as damaged as she thinks it is. <laughs> wow. And it's just some metal that was bent and it can be bent back. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so what if to, I heard you say that either the shipper or the receiver can file a claim what if you both file a claim? You both want your money back. Um, you know, they, the post office is smart. Okay. They, um, they have the tracking number uh-huh. and they're not going to pay both of you. So they'll, they'll make it, de- they'll make a decision. Probably whoever filed the claim first. Oh, wow. Okay. But hopefully you're in communication with your, with your buyer and you know, who's filing the claim. Yeah. And if, and if you're the seller, and you did something wrong. I mean, I don't know. It's buyers really don't want to mess with it. They just want a refund. Mm-hmm. So probably the seller most of the time is the one who files a claim. Okay. Uh, and that does also give you some control yeah. over what's happening. Okay. Wow, fascinating. Okay. And then, when should we consider using something like UPS? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, I did a comparison on different size boxes. And usually I know at about the three pound, between two and three pound rate to check my UPS rates as well. Under, if, if, okay, I have sort of a rule of thumb. If your item is two pounds or under, plan on spending at least $10. Okay. 
Um, and that's actually gone up. I'm sitting here looking at my numbers going, I need to change that to, to, to 12 to $13 okay. because that's what the uh, retail ground rates are. Um, <clears throat> if I, if I shipped a, let's just do one package here. Here's a three and a half pound package going from Texas to California. If I was to ship that priority mail, it's $21 and 60 cents. Oh no, I'm not going to do that one. Cause I didn't need to start over. <laughs> I have two packages. I have two packages that I figured with UPS. Okay. So I have a four pound package. Okay. Um, the, the priority mail rate was fifteen fifty four. Okay. The UPS rate was twelve sixteen. Hmm. And that's that's close to what you would get on pirate ship. Okay. Because um, I I get a shipping discount because I I work with a company that has a lot of volume, and I use their UPS number. But when I looked at pirate ship, they were running pretty comparable to his discounted rates. Okay. So I would say that's probably what you would get with pirate ship. So that's you know that's several dollars difference. Yeah. Now here's the biggie: if I have a nine pound box. $85 to ship with post office, $37 to ship with UPS. Wow. More than half, more than half the cost. So as you get up above four, five, six, seven pounds, a lot of times I don't even look at the USPS rate. I just go straight to the, to the UPS rate. Unless, unless it's in Texas. And then I will double check because sometimes uh, if it's in if it's in your state or close to you, uh-huh. uh, the post office will be the similar to UPS. Okay, so and- do you know what do you know what an if then statement is? Yes. In in computer programming. Yes. This whole thing is a big if then statement. Yeah. Maybe I should explain it to your listeners. In computer programming, uh, basic computer programming, you type if if this happens mm-hmm. then this mm-hmm. should happen so mm-hmm. it's an if then so with the postal services if this then this yes so it, it's all it's all so variable it's just a ton of if then statements that's why we need a, a good good flow chart that kind of takes you through those if thens you know well yeah and i think i think pirate ship has a really good one okay i think they really do a good job of you know showing, showing you, you every option and what they all cost right there okay i was impressed and as far as using UPS, for someone like me who, you know, I don't have a business, I'm not shipping things out, it's just once in a while, um, is that not going to be cost effective for me? Is there like membership or something that you pay with UPS? I would just do pirate ship or sometimes okay. some of the platforms like Etsy and, and eBay, they offer some FedEx or UPS shipping. Um, you, you can print your label at home okay. and take it to a, a local UPS store and okay. just drop it off. Okay. And Pirate Ship offers that and you'll get a good rate. And I would just say if, if there's an, a chance that you'll take, you'll be shipping UPS. So go ahead and sign up for one of those services. Okay. Because wow. it, looked, it looked pretty good to me. Thank you. And I have one last question. Um, how much do you know about the USPS coming to your house to pick up a package that you already have, you know, a printed label on with postage? Do you know, do you know much about that? Yeah, I I know a little bit. Um, I have a friend in LA and they will not pick up packages from her house. Um, But I live in Texas and they do every day. I have packages out there. And basically if you're rural, which I am, your mail carrier has to be a post office on wheels. Really? And they have to offer every service that the post office offers. And so I have a special place outside where I put on my boxes, it's it's covered. And then I put a note in my mailbox and put my flag up 
that says, please pick up from a ranged location. And they know exactly that I've got boxes and they come in and they pick them up. I used, my note used to be, used to say, pick up boxes in gatehouse, which is just a little covered shed near our gate. And I had somebody just walk up and steal them one day. So now I just put, yeah, it was a mess. Mm. Uh, now I just put in a range location. So the post office, the mailman knows where my packages are. Oh, okay. And, so it's not, them up. it's not necessarily with you in your house. He doesn't have to knock on your no. door. But he Because knows, I'm rural. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm far away from the road. He doesn't want to come up my driveway. Right. I put it out there for them. It's convenient for them, convenient for me. That. I can sit out there all day. Right. It's covered and protected. And, um, but you it's know, kind they of, know what's... It's kind of a hidden location. Right, right. Fascinating, right. fascinating. Yeah, but it's not completely hidden. Hidden. If they pull in my driveway, they'll see it. But it's away from the street, and it's not sitting out there by the mailbox. If I put my packages out there by the mailbox, they would be gone. Wow. Every right. day. They would just be taken. Right. So I, I have to keep them. And when I first started shipping from my home, I talked to my mail carrier, and that's the system we figured up. That's great. Um. If the flag's not up, they know there's nothing out there. Right. That works. That totally, totally works. Okay. Um, th that may be, and they also have, you can schedule pickup. Yeah, that's what I want uh, on, on to. On USPS, you can schedule pickup. I think that's the next day. Okay. I don't like, I don't want my customers to have to wait one day just mm -hmm. because I had to schedule pickup. But oh. if you live in, this, in the city and you don't want to get out to the post office and it's too big to put in a blue box, then um, you can schedule pickup online and do you think that's with everything or only certain things like i think any package that you can't fit in your mailbox because okay. you know they're coming to your mailbox every day um and they'll they'll get letters and stuff from your mailbox that's true so um i think this is packages that won't fit in your mailbox and you schedule schedule a pickup okay and but it yeah. but it doesn't matter what method i'm using to ship that item right you think pickup is always available well they won't if you're using a I think any, any, anything you've got a label for with a barcode on it. Okay. And, uh, but if you're, um, if you're trying to, if you're trying to ship on click and ship their, their program, it won't let you do first class. And in some cases it won't let you do retail ground. It will only let you do priority mail. Okay. But if okay. you go to the other shipping services, you can do those other services. Okay. And does it cost to have a pickup from the USPS? I don't think so. Okay. I don't pay any fee. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it costs anything to schedule a pickup. Okay. And you can do that with UPS as well. If you ship at UPS, yeah. you can schedule a pickup, but it'll be the next day. And is that also free? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they won't want your business. Okay. Except, except sometimes I know when I'm doing Amazon return, UPS will not, sometimes it's free, a free pickup. Other times it is a few dollars for them to pick up. So I don't know how mm, that's... I didn't know that. I yeah. see a lot of people go to the UPS store with their Amazon returns and they're unboxed and yes. they tell them don't box it. Yes. I think what's happening is UPS is putting them into a big container and shipping them all in one box. Wow. Instead of boxing each individual item. So you have your little your receipt in there that with the barcode that Amazon gave you. Yes. They put that in the box with the item and they ship them all. I think they're shipping them all together. Oh, okay. Do you think they're bagged? Your item and your paperwork are bagged together, do you think? I don't know, but I would imagine they are. Wow. But I know that I've seen people walk in with their you know, their fuzzy yoga pants and a piece of paper and just hand it I know. to the UPS people. And they know exactly what to do. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not comfortable with that. I know. But now I think I understand it better. 
How about that? But yet, what if somebody else comes in with the same yoga pants? You know, like oh, they've got a barcode too. But do I the don't pants think have Amazon cares. I think they scan the barcode. They think they have the item and they throw it into the returns pile and let it be processed. <laughs> I don't think they're sitting there going to these match this. I don't think they're doing it. Okay. I really don't. They've got too much, too much stuff coming and going. Yeah. And I know there's these people that buy these Amazon uh, boxes and they do these unboxing videos and they'll have like, they don't know what they're getting. They're just getting Amazon returns and they'll open this big box full of stuff that was returned. And it might be broken. It might be perfect. You know, I've seen them open Nike shoes and and then some junk toy that was broken. Is you know, this someone just, they who, don't know what they're going to get. Would that be someone who works for Amazon that makes these videos? No, they're resale. They're resellers and they're buying these unknown Amazon boxes. Oh, I really don't know much about okay. it, but I've seen some YouTube videos. Wow. So so Amazon is is allowing people to buy these boxes of returned material. Pro it's probably with them. I don't know if it's a third party company that they contract with or what, but wow. yeah, I guess so. That's cool. There was a TV show. I remember, I forget what it was called, but it was, it, you would probably love this stuff. Cause I know you love finding treasures, mm -hmm. antique treasures and stuff, but it was, um, they would go to like unclaimed, um, storage facilities, you know, and they would put it up and then there's all these boxes in there. Storage wars. Is that what it was? Storage wars. Yeah, and there was a guy in my town who was on that show. Really? Mm -hmm. How exciting. I mean, you buy a box for $2, you have no idea what's in it. It could be junk, it could be trash, or it could be real, it could be leather bags. I helped, you don't know. I helped someone, I knew someone who did that, and I helped her clear out a storage locker one time, and it's a lot of junk. You'd be surprised the junk people put in those things, and they're oh. paying rent every month to store stuff that's not worth $100. Oh, Yeah. And um, yeah, she was having trouble opening up a locked box, and me and my husband helped her open it. There wasn't much in it. Oh, bummer. <laughs> it was a locked box, but there wasn't much in it. Uh, that's fun, though. That's not my cup of tea, but I do, um, I, I, you know, I did watch that show for a while. Okay. It's all, it's all trumped up drama. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Margo. This has really, really helped. I One of the biggest takeaways that you gave me was you talked about the three main methods of, you know, shipping through the post office. And I'm so glad that you clarified, you know, first class has to be, you know, everything up to a pound or maybe it's 13 or 14 ounces, but you know, that's for the lighter stuff. And, um, and I'm so glad you opened my eyes to retail ground. I did not know about that. And I'm glad to, glad to know about that. Can I, can I cover something that's, that's not that we haven't covered. Absolutely. And that's the, the flat rate boxes. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So they have uh, small, medium, large flat rate boxes. There's also some variations of flat rate A, flat rate B. That gets confusing. So I'm just going to talk about small, medium, and large flat rate boxes. Okay. Now, those are really only beneficial if you've got a heavy item that's small. Let's say I'm going to package something that is iron and it's, it's very dense or I'm going to ship a brick. How about that? Okay. If I shipped a brick, I would probably benefit from, um, a small flat rate or medium flat rate box, but I have, I have some, um, some numbers here. So this, this item, let me pick one here. This is really good. So I have my two and a half pound item. Okay. And 
to ship that priority mail is $17.90. Okay. okay. If I can fit it into diff a various flat rate envelopes or boxes, let's see what happens. So a large flat rate box is $21.50. That's more money yeah. than the $17.90 I would have paid in my own box. A medium flat rate box is sixteen ten, so it's about the same price. And the small flat rate box would be nine dollars and forty five cents. Mm. So if you can fit it into the small flat rate box, you save money over just your own box. How about that, Margot? Thank you so much. I have, <laughs> I have, definitely learned a lot. I'm gonna have to like process this. Um, but thank you, thank you so so very much. Oh, you you you're know welcome. quite it's a really lot. It's really boring stuff. It's really boring stuff. I guess if there was one takeaway, it's just find a platform where you can compare all the rates. And it sounds and get like yourself a, and get yourself a postal scale. Yeah, get a postal a scale. That's number one. And number two is go to um, Pirate Ship. Is it just PirateShip.com yeah. probably? I think it's Pirate Ship. I'm not sure. I typed in Pirate Ship and went to the okay. To the, the uh, to the website, and I just signed on. It was free, okay. and then I just put in some pretend packages. Yeah, you can do all that without committing. Okay. I've never shipped anything with them, so okay. I can't co comment on that. But it was very good to get quotes. And you know, if you're selling on eBay and Etsy, a lot of this is available right there with them. Okay, on their shipping platform. So great. Well, Margo, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for being on the podcast. And I can't I hope wait. I hope your listeners weren't bored to death. No, it's a I, lot of stuff to take in. This is the stuff I have wanted to learn for so long, and I just did not take the time, and I didn't have the resource. I didn't have anybody that knew. So you, Margo, knew, and you've educated me. So next person one more thing. buys from one me more is going to get, <laughs> gonna get a well-shipped package. One more thing, when shipping, when shipping a package uh, with, with um, leather or cloth in it, Put it in a plastic bag, folks. Amen. I got one last week that was not in a plastic bag, and it Ugh. was fine, thank goodness. But anything, fabric yes. or or paper or leather, put it in a plastic bag. I 100% agree because water is going to mess that up. And also, even if it's not water, if you put leather in a cardboard box, it's going to scrape as it moves, right? It shifts around. Mm -hmm. So it really needs to have plastic. I fully agree. I Whenever I buy a bag online that is used, I usually contact the seller and I say, would you mind just throwing it in a trash bag? A trash bag is fine. Just put it in something. And um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I sold you a bag and you did that. Oh, you I requested that, that of you. That's right. It's just my normal reflex. I'm like, don't put yeah, it in the trash yeah. bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying um, to uh, plug in my plugging my battery here um yeah and I was like no I put it in a plastic bag with a bow and a note and all I'm, that stuff I said I'll do better than that you Lisa. did it was like it was like Christmas <laughs> when I opened your package everything was so beautifully done <laughs> all right well Margo thank you so much for educating us and I hope uh, I hope you'll come back on the show again with us sometime soon Oh, I will. I love it. I love talking to you and all your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, Margo, have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. If you've made it this far into the episode, woohoo! 
<laughs> Thank you. Your handbag homework, your bag business this week is to buy a postal scale if you don't have one already. And then check out PirateShip.com. This is not sponsored, but check it out and tell me what you think of it. See if these two things really help you um, save money and ship affordably when you sell your bags. Thanks for listening to the Pebbled Leather Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this long discussion about shipping. <laughs> Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lisa Loves Leather. Watch my bag reviews at youtube.com slash Lisa Goddard. And please search for the Pebbled Leather Podcast in the group section of Facebook uh, to chat with me and connect with other listeners. We'll see you on Wednesday for our next episode. In the meantime, spread the word and please share on social media. And until then, keep loving that leather bag. <laughs> Bye, everyone.